the fun is in the risk. So if you don't take the risks, you're probably not going to end up too, too far. It really showed me at a young age that, you know, to go after what you want in your life, you have to do things that are going to scare you. But if you truly feel that it aligns with your purpose, you got to just keep going anyways, because the best things in life are the things you got to work the hardest for. I would say to just to, yeah, just to go all in. Welcome to Here's How It's Done, brought to you by the Women's Enterprise Centre of Manitoba, the go-to place for women looking to start or expand their businesses. I'm your host, Kate Friesen. This show is for you if you have ever dreamt about owning your own business. It's for you if you've already gone all in. And if you've been in business for a while, you know sometimes you have to do things that might scare you and that the fun can be in the risk. I'm a business owner too. I have felt the exhilaration and the sweatiness of taking risks. And from the moment that I launched my business, I have loved hearing from other entrepreneurs about their ups and downs, how they've made decisions, the thrills and the challenges. That's why this podcast brings you firsthand stories from enterprising women. My guest today is Kylie Matichuk the owner of Kylie Adele Wellness. With more than 15 years in business, based in her hometown of Thompson, Manitoba, Kylie has lots of valuable experience to share. She started her adventures in retail with My Little Sunshine Baby Boutique. Then she made a transition into an entirely new business that was home-based. She grew that into a multifaceted bricks-and-mortar enterprise that included the very first Northern Manitoba yoga studio. After closing those doors a few years ago, she moved her holistic health-based business into another more virtual space. Right now, you can find her at KylieAdele.com. Kylie is a self-professed extrovert, loves being out in the community and connecting with people. She got her first taste for enterprise during a brief stint selling Avon products as a teen. And she was only 19 when she took her hard-earned savings and opened the doors of her first business in Thompson. And I was really curious how she landed on that idea of opening up a baby boutique. It was either um, a, a dog store, like a pet boutique, or a baby boutique. And my closest friend had just had a baby and that was kind of a enough of, a, of an influence because she couldn't find any products in Thompson. So it wasn't my lifelong dream to be a, you know, a baby store owner, but it was the first step into business that I knew would solve a problem that I could monetize from it as well. So that's what I did. So being that young and having this amount of money you know, I, I probably could have made better decisions for sure. But um, but at that time, you know, I I went out and I researched what type of products were out there. I wasn't a mom. I, I didn't have any kids or anything like that. So I started talking to parents in Thompson and around, uh, around the community, asking what they need, what would help them uh, in parenting. And so I just, I, I went to Montreal, I went to Edmonton, I went to all these cities, I went to baby shows to see what was out there. And uh, yeah, so we started gathering all of these products and inventory and bringing them into Thompson. And I just created this really beautiful boutique style experience for parents to come in with their children and uh, and buy products that 
um, not only, you know, they needed that they couldn't find anywhere else, but also, you know, baptism outfits and, and this kind of stuff that were really beautiful and pretty that they could come in and feel the product and be able to buy it. So if I look back on it, it was it was just really fun to do and fun to explore and as my first real go in business. You were investing your life savings. You said $25,000 and running your first business. So you were having fun. Was anybody saying to you, are you crazy? I've gotten used to people telling me I'm crazy. (laughs) That's kind of been a given since I was young. I've always done things where if I wanted to do it, I'll just go and do it. I won't really put a, a bunch of fear into it. I just, I do it. And whatever the repercussions are, well, we'll just we'll just deal with it. I read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Rich Woman. I don't know if you've heard of those um, by Robert Kiyosaki and his wife, Kim. So they're like the entrepreneur handbooks. That's when I really got interested. I was like, oh, wow, you can make so much money. You could have the freedom to do whatever you want. I have this money. Maybe I'll go into real estate. But real estate to me, it just felt so boring I did get into real estate actually years down the line, but at that time I just thought, no, like that's not fun for me. I want to, I want to feel things. I've always read that retail was, was the business that you don't go into if you want to make any money because you have inventory and all of this kind of stuff. But at this point I've done it all and retail was definitely, definitely a lot of fun. And yeah, I had, I had a lot of people telling me, you know, are you sure that's the right decision? That's a lot of money. Why, why are you doing that? Why do you, you don't even have kids. Why are you opening up a baby store? Maybe it looked naive, but I knew what I felt at that time that I knew what I was doing. There was a lot, a lot of figuring out. And with that first business, that was the first time that I've ever had employees, which was a whole nother, uh, you know, thing that I've never, I've never dealt with before and dealing with personalities and dealing with people that were a lot older than me that uh, looked at employment a little bit differently than I looked at, you know, my baby, this is my baby store, this is my fun project. And then trying to work that out. Well, this is someone's job now. I kind of grew up with this business as well. What was one of the most valuable lessons that you took from those first three years that you applied to your next business venture? Dealing with people and realizing that business is all about people. No matter what your product is, no matter what your service is, every single thing, because you're, you're making a transaction with another person. So understanding you know, what their thoughts are, what their wants are, what, how you can problem solve, and then dealing with the whole HR part of it, dealing with employees in almost the same way. In my head, you know, I always wanted to be this business owner. I always wanted to be the boss. I always wanted to do all this stuff. And then I realized that, hey, this isn't just about products and services. It's actually about people and, you know, what you do affects them, uh, what your your image, all of this stuff that I didn't even think about before, because then all of a sudden I moved into a business owner in a small community, a very young business owner in a small community. So I had to then watch my behavior and watch what I posted on social media, understanding how people perceive me. It moved from like the tangible stuff to dealing with people. And I've applied that in every single thing that I've ever done, even to this day. Kylie talked about growing up with this business. I kind of think she earned herself an MBA at the School of Life. She figured out that the new parents in Thompson had a problem. They didn't have a local place to go to buy baby clothes and accessories. And she offered up a solution by opening up a baby boutique. 
In the three years that she ran that business, she learned a lot about the ins and outs of retail, about researching your products, about having employees, and marketing. Even though the business was thriving, she closed the store because her first baby was born, and she planned on spending a lot of time with her family. And now she had a problem to solve for herself. So as soon as my kids were born, my mindset shifted to uh, my children and that they were my first priority and I wanted to spend all my time with them. And so I thought, okay, well, I still have this entrepreneurial spirit. How can I combine being a mom that can have maximum amount with my children and still be a business owner? So then I thought, well, why don't I just become a teacher? So I actually became a Montessori preschool and kindergarten teacher through the North American Montessori uh, Teachers Association. I started getting into yoga and more holistic practices. And I've been practicing yoga since I was probably 15, 16 years old. But once I really started getting into Montessori and learning about my kids and learning about all of the different senses and all of the different things that I could um, add to make this amazing learning experience and environment for them, I thought, I'm going to create a kid's yoga program. I got to be a yoga teacher first. (laughs) We flew to Vancouver Island. I took a kid's yoga teacher training program. So my youngest daughter was barely one. I was breastfeeding her still, did this teacher training course, came back to Thompson, created um, a children's yoga preschool program that was Montessori infused and yoga infused and holistic health and all of this kind of stuff. So I had this amazing preschool program that I ran until my youngest daughter uh, was to go to um, school. But in between that, when I started advertising that I was doing kids yoga, it piqued interest in Thompson that people wanted adult yoga. So I was doing my home preschool during the day with my kids and I was teaching yoga for adults at night and the classes were just getting bigger and bigger. And I thought, okay, I got to, I got to get certification for this. People are wanting a studio. We were jamming people into a small little room at our local pool. So yeah, I went to Saskatoon, took the kids with me. This part was difficult because I was trying to wean my, my little girl, my baby. So I was breastfeeding and we were doing 12 hour days and, uh, They were with their dad during the day and we just brought a camper to Saskatoon and for two weeks we jammed in this program uh, so that I can get my 200 hour teacher training certification. Came back to Thompson and started thinking like how can we build a a yoga studio? We rented a, a space and we actually put the walls up and built the inside of it ourselves and that turned into our adult yoga studio. And from there, the clients wanted a smoothie bar. So I did that as well. Kids yoga was doing very well within that. Um, and I was teaching adult yoga. And it just became so big. I was teaching 70 hours a month. And, you know, I had my kids with me as well. And I was, I remember sitting on the yoga studio floor thinking, what have I done? Like, this is so successful, but like I, I did this because I wanted to be a mom and spend time with my kids. So then I contacted the Yoga Alliance and I said, like, I'm a yoga teacher up here. What am I supposed to do? And they said, create a yoga teacher program. I said, okay, because I certified this yoga studio as a school and, uh, and went from there. And then at the same time, my youngest daughter, so she was about three, four years old, she started getting really sick, allergies and food sensitivities. And I started studying a lot about natural nutrition, holistic health. 
So then I actually went to school to be a registered holistic nutritionist. So we had the yoga studio, the kids stuff, the smoothie bar, uh, the nutrition clinic, and it was it was going really, really well. It was really like a really fun part of my life. You got this growing concern of a business that you're still saying, yes, I'm having fun. This is the most fun I've ever had. So why isn't it still there? All right. There was something very real that was still happening that I was trying to ignore because I was trying to build this big successful business. Everybody thought that I was just this ultimate, you know, creator of peace and I must have had this amazing, uh, peaceful life, but that just was not the case. Um, I was in a very, very abusive uh, marriage. So doing all of these things and being able to spend time with people outside of my home probably saved my life more on more than one occasion. So I literally would uh, be in a huge fight. It would be very awful. And then I would get in the car. My mom would look after my children um, and I would get in the car and go teach yoga and I would feel better. And I remember in, in yoga teacher training, my teacher had said, people want to be told that it's going to be okay. They want the life talks at the end of yoga, at the end of Shavasana. I had all of these awful experiences at home that nobody really knew about, but I would come to yoga and I would turn it around and I would spit out the message that I knew I needed to hear, but I would put that out on, on my class. And I swear that that is probably what has helped me become the teacher that I am today because of all of the things that I've been able to say to my clients, the connections that I've been able to make. Um, but I had to finally put a stop to everything that was going on at home. So in March of 2017, I left my husband and it was very, uh, very traumatic. And it was hard because at the same time, like I had, I had to teach a kid's yoga class the very next morning. Kylie had to take a step away. Some of the yoga teachers stepped up to keep the business going, and Kylie and her kids moved to Edmonton, where she worked as a nutritionist at a holistic health clinic. She had plans to relaunch the business there, but there was a lot going on in her hometown. There were layoffs in the mining industry that impacted studio memberships and some of her staff. There were court dates related to her separation and sorting out co-parenting arrangements. She returned to Thompson, and she kind of hit a wall. I had to stop at that time and figure out, okay, how am I supposed to keep going or make this work in the period that I'm in? So I definitely needed some rest because I was just go, go, going. I was studying something. I was in school for probably the last 10 years um, with the kids and running the business and running a home and all of this stuff. The lease expired at the studio. I thought, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go travel for a little bit, take some time learn about myself a little bit and try to figure out creatively what I need to do to still be able to continue teaching and um, in a way that makes sense for my personal life and my work life that benefits, um, you know, my students as well. So I wanted to start doing yoga retreats and yoga workshops and yoga teacher trainings. So that's what I was going to be focused on. And then COVID hit and then now here we are. Yeah. So that gives me so much perspective on something that we talked about briefly when I first met you on the phone. When you talked about the importance of mental health and some of your motivation to offer up free yoga classes 
Can you talk a bit about making that decision? Because when I first heard, uh, you know, so after COVID, I started offering free yoga classes. I'm like, well, what? But this is your business. I see with COVID and COVID fatigue, what has happened to people. And, you know, you ask someone, oh, hey, how are you? And they say, oh, I'm fine. Like, I can see, I can see the pain that they're going through. I can see the depression. Like, I can just see it when I talk to somebody. The only way that, not the only way, but the best way that I felt I've been able to heal myself and to heal other people is through teaching yoga. So I started actually in September, I started a coaching group and it was a mental health challenge. So there was physical components in there and the the part of it, the biggest piece was it was a mental health challenge. And I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to offer it up for free to be able to help people. So I did this coaching program And as a yoga teacher, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to offer yoga on Zoom for my coaching group. And so that morphed into everybody. When Manitoba went into full lockdown, I said, well, if if anybody wants to join us, they can join us on Zoom. I just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now it's probably one of the biggest things that I do. My clients, they'll do the free classes. That also obviously leads to them attending workshops that are paid for, Uh, them wanting to do a private one-on-one nutrition session with me. For me as a yoga teacher, this is like a a karmic energy exchange. By me being able to teach and help people, and I know it's helping people, you know, people say, oh yeah, my back is feeling a lot better, but they'll tell me like, you don't know how much this has helped me. I can't afford to go to a yoga class or I, you know, I can't go to a yoga class or I can't go to the gym. Um, It's helped me so much in being able to deal with my life. And those messages, that actually heals me and that fulfills me. At this point in my life, after everything that I've gone through, that is, I would feel, is one of the biggest priorities in my life right now is to be able to have that and hold on to that connection with people. And then who knows, like as I get older and as I move on with business, and it'll probably morph and be more refined into stuff like that. But at this point in time, for me, it's all about creating those connections. A lot of these people have turned into clients and it's and it works and it's fine. And I'm financially okay and and I'm fulfilled in what I'm doing. And and I feel that this is my life purpose is to be able to help people through holistic health. The gift of COVID is the ability that you've developed to deliver your services. So now people beyond Thompson. Yes. Yeah, uh, can connect with you. And what's that done for looking ahead for you and for your future in Thompson? I can think to myself, the opportunities are outside of Thompson. They're not in Thompson. And, and I can feel negatively about that. Or I can learn to adapt and grow like everybody else has had to and think to myself, how can I make it work? I've been able to work with people all over Canada right now. My grade four teacher from 1994, she comes to my classes and she lives in Alberta. So there's clients everywhere. And because I'm getting that fulfillment now that I was searching for for such a long time by, you know, after uh, the, the yoga studio closing down, just kind of searching like a lost puppy, like, where are my people? And now I feel that I have that back. So it really doesn't matter the environment that I'm in. I love the outdoors in the north. I absolutely love it. Um, And because of COVID, we've been able to go outside more and explore more and see things uh, that I never really saw before here. So I'm learning to adapt in my situation just like I've been doing um, earlier, but just in a really different way. 
and just really focusing on what is important. And for me, that is the ability to help people heal. Okay, one thing that I love about Kylie's story is how she turns a common question on its head. What's the problem your business is solving? Very popular question to ask and be able to answer, especially when you're developing a new business concept. Like Kylie did when she opened that baby boutique back in 2006. But then Kylie starts to turn that question around. She successfully shows us what happens when you take the problems you need to solve for yourself and turn them into solutions for your customers. Here's a last word from Kylie. Some advice for those of you who are dreaming about taking the business leap. A lot of people are held back by fear. I'm going to lose a lot of money. Or this isn't going to work. I'm going to be rejected in my ideas. Or I'll see people just like I did when I was 19. Like I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I thought, okay, well... What can I what can I do that's going to solve a problem? Like a baby store wasn't it was fun, but it wasn't like my life calling. I've seen people do that before where they just wanted to be called a business owner. They just wanted to be called an entrepreneur and they didn't really follow their heart or their authentic self and they just um went in the path of what they think that they should be doing. So I think that leading with um your authenticity, how can you serve other people in a way that you feel that it is aligned with you and aligned with your purpose and that you feel good about this. And you kind of have to go back to, well, what is the real reason that you want to become an entrepreneur? And then just really go all in, jump in and not be scared. The fun is in the risk. So if you don't take the risks, you're probably not going to end up too, too far. It really showed me at a young age that you know, to go after what you want in your life, you have to do things that are going to scare you. But if you truly feel that it aligns with your purpose, you got to just keep going anyways, because the best things in life are the things that you got to work the hardest for. I would say to just to, yeah, just to go all in. Check out all of Kylie's holistic health services at kylieadel.com. That's where you can find those free yoga lessons, too. In Kylie's case, she went from a bricks-and-mortar business serving Thompson to an online business that you as a customer can access from almost anywhere. On our next episode, I'll introduce you to another Manitoba business owner who's taken the opposite route, going from a successful home-based business to opening up her very first storefront. Just before COVID-19 hit, yep, There's definitely going to be a story there. And that's all for this edition of Here's How It's Done. You can subscribe to this podcast on almost any of the apps that bring podcasts to you. And check out more episodes of Here's How It's Done while you're at it. This podcast is brought to you by the Women's Enterprise Centre of Manitoba. To find out more about how the centre can help you with business planning, financing, training and more, head over to wecm.ca. Theme music is by Peter McIsaac. Additional music written and recorded by Charlotte Friesen. This episode was mastered by Madeline Roger and produced by me. Until next time, I'm Kate Friesen. Thanks for listening.